God bless you once again. This is Pastor David Rangel. Thank you for tuning in and connecting with this ministry. We're praying for you. We're believing God that God is working everything out. Have faith. He's not finished with us yet. Thank you, Jesus. I want to speak a little bit about the church and your place in it. The church and your place in it. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 19. It says, And when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, and or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Watch what he goes on to say. He says, And I, and I say also unto thee, thou, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not be, prevail against it. And I will give, un, give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, God, for the listener. We pray that you bless them, that you heal, that you deliver, set us free, lead us, guide us, empower us, Father God, settle us in the name of Jesus. You know our hearts, you know our needs, you know our thoughts. Father God, honor your word. As we, your people, begin to apply and seek to honor you and obey you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want you to notice what uh, he says. Uh, verse 17, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. It is Peter. Simon Peter. Simon Peter. Uh, it's just like having a first name and a middle name. But Simon Peter now uh, begins to gives a revelation, receives a revelation from God. If you study the the uh, the names, it has significance. Um, Simon re means a reed, or uh, it, it means that it's it's just blowing. It's a it's a reed that can be moved by the wind. Whichever the wind blows from is the direction that the that the reed would flow. And would follow. Peter now means rock, solid, established. And Jesus says, Whom do men say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You you begin to understand that Simon Peter now is known, and you know, you, you are in, in scripture, biblically, your name signifies something. Uh, your, your name signifies something. For, let me give you an example. Jacob uh, was, his name is supplanter or trickster. And yet uh, he was influenced by his mother. Uh, if you know the story, his mother says, go ahead and trick your father. He's about to bless the sons. I want you, you are to be blessed. You are the one to receive the blessing. Uh, and he tricks the father into blessing him instead of the older son. 
But when Jacob now has an encounter with the, with the, with the Lord, the Bible says, and Jacob was left alone. And there was an angel that appeared unto him and wrestled with him until the, until the day break or until morning. Uh, the, the angel represents, it was God. It was, it was the, uh, some, uh, Jesus. It was the spirit of God. It was, it was God himself that was wrestling with Jacob. Jacob is a trickster. The character of his, the name represented his character. He tricked his way into the blessing. Yeah, and there's a there's a preaching behind that, but I, I just want to just share something, uh, share this insight with you. When when the angel of the Lord uh, is wrestling with 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 Jacob, it's a it's a type, it's a shadow of God, the Spirit of God, the presence of God, uh, wrestling or working with the with us as men and women, fleshly carnality is being dealt dealt with every day as we continue to walk with Jesus. Jesus, uh, the angel, uh, strikes Jacob on his hip. Jacob now uh, holds on to the angel. And Jacob says, I will not let you go until you bless me. Notice this. Jacob now walked in the blessing of his, of his brother Esau all that time. And yet he got to a point where, where there was a wrestling. It's not Jacob wrestling. It's, it's, there was a wrestling. There was a, an encounter. There was a, 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 a meeting with God in the presence of God that the power of God, the presence of God, the word of God begin to wrestle, begin to move, begin to work on man, on flesh, on Jacob as a trickster. Jacob now declares something and he says, okay, I will not let thee go until you bless me. Now Jacob says, you know what? I've been walking in my father's and in my brother's blessing all this time. I now want what you have for me. The angel says, what is your name? Notice that when Jacob asked, asked for God to bless him, God first deals with the name, the character and the nature of man. It's not a problem for God to bless us, but he can't bless Something that is not ready to carry the blessing. So then uh, the angel says, what is your name? And he says, my name is Jacob. The angel of the Lord now changes and he says, your name shall no more be called Jacob, trickster, but your name shall be Israel. For you have, you are, you will be a prince with God and with men. The, the, the encounter with God brings a change into your life. That's what we're doing now. As we get into the word of the Lord, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Change comes in our, in our, in our thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's why the word of God has got to retrain. We have to rethink the process. God is wanting to show us his ways. God is wanting to show us his, 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 uh, his law, his, his purpose, his promise, his, his, his agenda, his will. Because there's, there's a name that was given and there's a name and there, that has affected. There's a character and a nature in us that has been connected to the carnality, to the world, to the system of the world. But God wants to bring a change, uh, a blessing, a perspective, uh, an agenda, a work, if you can say. He wants to bring his kingdom and establish his kingdom here on earth. How? Through you and me. So then the name changes. So that's why Jesus now says, uh, Simon Peter, uh, no man has, has uh, he says, no man uh, has given you this, but, but God is the one who's given you this revelation. For verse 17 says, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Watch this. Now uh, uh, Peter gets taps into another realm. 
the realm of the spirit and he receives a revelation from God from the from from the throne he says flesh and blood has not revealed this to you that's that's what we're talking about here this is the reason why we preach the word we teach the word we're express we're expressing the, the will of God because it's the it's the word of God the revelation of God that brings a, a change a manifestation of God's purpose in our in our lives and in in our agenda we need an encounter with God. We need a revelation. We need to be led, taught, revealed his will, his purpose, and his ways. So Jesus says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. See, and this is what we're so used to. We have been so used to walking with the revelation and the information that we have received through flesh and blood. If my eyes can't see it, I can't tell you it's there. And yet the Bible says we walk by faith not by sight. What is faith? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. See, so we have to learn to walk with uh, uh, by and according to his promises and his word, not by what we see, because God could be doing something greater than what you are seeing in front of you. That's a revelation for somebody today. But watch this. Then he says, and I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock, notice Peter, rock, together, Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. He wasn't going to build the church upon Peter himself. He was building and he's going to, he says, I am going to build my church upon this revelation that you just received from God. What was the revelation? Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And I will build my church. So watch this. The church is not limited to a denomination. The church is made up of people of every denomination or no denomination or interdenomination. Uh, we have except those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior become part of the church. And the next thing I want to tell you, the church is, is the ecclesia, the group that has been called out of darkness into light. The word ecclesia means called out. That's the same thing that happened to the people when they were the people of God that were slaves in Egypt. A time came when God brought a leader, God dealt with a leader and dealt with him in the Mount Sinai where his name was Moses. Moses is now directed to Egypt and now the people have been called out of Egypt. That's, that's a, a symbol, a, a shadow of what God has done for you and I. We have been called out of the world, called out from sin called out from under from being under a curse and God brought us into a promised land if you can say a, 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 a life of blessing an abundant life Jesus said something that is far more greater than what the world has got to offer you so then now we are in a an ecclesiastics group there's an ecclesia happening in our lives we have been called together to be the body of Christ on earth Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, let's read it again. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Watch this. I will build my church. Jesus said this. I will build my church. You see, you, you can't you can't build it. You can't build your life on your own. God, the Jesus, our Savior, is the one who builds us. Who? Why? Because He knows what's best for us. As a matter of fact, the Scripture says, "Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that built it." That's in the Book of Psalms. So watch this. He says, "I will build my church, and the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it." The, the, the agenda of the world, the agenda 
uh, of the devil, the agenda and the, the, the device that the enemy was trying to use and is using to try to come against us is not going to prevail. Why? Because Jesus is building your life and my life. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, the Bible says. So let me give you four aspects of the church. Four aspects of the church. Now, who's the church? It's you and it's me. If we have been uh, saved and we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we have proclaimed that He is uh, the Savior of our lives, and we have um, uh, submitted ourselves to the the guidance and the revelation and the and the um, leadership uh, and the and and being led by the Word of God, then we are sons of God. We are the church. The Bible says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word leads me, guides me, transforms me, heals me, delivers me, sets me free. Makes a way. Makes a way. Four aspects of the church. Number one, the church is eternal. It is out of this world. It transcends time. Why? Because the church was established back in the book of Acts. We have the history of the church. God had already purposed this since the beginning of time. So it transcends time. It is eternal. The church now is global. Why? Because people of all cultures will be in heaven. All, all cultures from all points uh, of the world uh, are being saved and delivered and are serving this Lord. You belong to something bigger than what you see. You're part of the church. The Bible says the glorious church. He's going to come for a church without spot and wrinkle, but he's coming for a glorious church. Point number three, or part four, or point uh, point number three. I'm sorry. It says the church is local. It's it's in a specific lo It's in specific locations. You might be part of a local church that you call home. You call this is my church. I uh, am a pastor and a leader of of our own church here, uh, where we are in the states. Yet God says we are one body. But there is a specific locations of the church, and then the church is also individual because you are part of the church. So watch this: four aspects of the church. It's eternal, global, local, and individual. All right, so let's identify. Be identified with the local church. First uh, Peter chapter 2. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. <clears throat> Listen to what the scripture says. Verse 5. He says this. You also, as living stones, are, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Watch this. You are living stones that are being built up as a spiritual house. You are a living stone, part of this house called the church. You make up the church. See? So he says, uh, he goes on to say, you're being built a, a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. We are holy. Why? Because we serve a holy God. We have been called to, to holiness. And the only way you can live in holiness is, be, is through Jesus Christ. Somebody says, I'm not perfect. We serve a perfect God. 
you might say, like I say, I'm, I, I, we're not perfect, but we serve a perfect God and he's doing a perfect work in us. Yeah, we might have fallen before, but now that we do know, and now that we have the, the answer to live in victory, we have the power to apply and, and to connect so that we can live in victory. There is no reason and no excuse not to live holy. Jesus said, he says, walk in the light for I am the light. He says, be, God said, be holy for I am holy. Why would God ask of you to be holy if you weren't able to do it? But now God has made a way, Jesus Christ. It's through him. It's through his word. It's through the obedience of God that holiness begins to fall and begins to move in our lives. We are being transformed. So he says, a holy priesthood to offer of spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. All this so that we can offer up sacrifice, a living sacrifice. That's what Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says. If you go with me to Psalms 92. Psalms 92 verse 13. The Bible says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Watch that. If you want to flourish in the things of God, if you want to advance, if you want God to bring you fruit, you know, uh, you know, God says he, he has blessed us. Okay, I want to know how can I tap into the blessing that he has given me? The Bible says he has made us to be the head and not the tail. How can I become the head? How can I be above and not beneath? How can I be uh, this king and this, this leader that God has called me to be? It's all through his ways. For the scripture says, those who are planted in the house of God shall flourish. Flourish means it's going to grow. It's going to spread out. It's going to, you know, you came and you accepted Jesus Christ and you became, and you got connected to God and Jesus Christ is your savior. You came the way you came, but he loves you so much. He loves me so much. He did not leave us the same. He's made all these things available for us. And we who are planted in the house of God shall flourish. This is what you call a conditional blessing. You can't flourish until you're planted. That, that's so, if you see it in the natural, we see it in the natural all the time. How can a plant that is not planted in, a, in soil receive life and grow? How can the believer who says he's a believer and yet not, not is, is not planted in the house of God, is not connected to the house of God, is not going to worship God the way he says and connected to the body of Christ, how can we flourish outside of that? There is no way. This is God's ways. It's God's purpose. It's God's agenda. So how to be planted in the house of the Lord? Let me, let me finish with this. How can we be planted in the house of the Lord? Watch what Hebrews 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And let's go to verse 24 and 25. Somebody says, okay, well, I want to be planted. I, I want to I serve the Lord. I want to flourish. I want to have life. I want to be connected to the blessings of the Lord. I want God to, to use me, to bless me, to save me, deliver me. I want all these benefits that, that God says he has for me. Okay, this is how we are to be planted in the house of God. Because if you're not planted, you can't flourish. I, I can't uh, say that enough. In order for you to flourish in the kingdom of God, you need to be planted. Who plants you? God does. 
Just like in the natural, a plant cannot determine within itself. I don't like it here. I don't like this pot. I want to go to that other pot. I don't like it in this. I don't like this soil. I want to go to the other part of the soil. I want, I want to be planted. No, you, God plants you. He leads you. He establishes you. So how to be planted in the house of the Lord? Watch this. Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25. Watch what the scripture says. Not forsaken the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as ye see the day approaching. Watch this. But let, let's go to verse 24. Let us... Let, and let us consider one another, provoking unto love and to doing good works. Let us consider one another, provoking. How do you provoke each other? By being faithful, not forsaking, verse 25, the assembly of ourselves together. That's the church. That's the church. He says, you got you to unite. God's given us a day of worship. God's given us a time of study. God's made a way and he's, and he's uh, allowing, he's put somebody, he's put a, a, a body of, of believers that we can fellowship with. We can come together. We're not alone. We're not called to be alone. So he says, let us, verse 24, let's, let's read it again. Verse 24 and 25. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. If you're going to provoke anybody, provoke them to love and to good works. How? By being an example. <laughs> By being an example. I often pray, Lord, let it begin with me. Lord, if you're gonna if you're gonna use anybody, you can use me, but but work on me, God. Let me be a blessing that when they see me coming down the street, that they won't run and hide from me, but they're gonna be blessed because they see me. Not because it's me, but because of what I represent, of who I represent. Have you seen and do you know of somebody that when they come around the corner, everybody scatters? They don't want they don't want anything to do with them. We're, we are called to be a people that when they see us, when they know us, when they connect with us, we're going to bless them. We're going to empower them. We're going to make them better than, when, than how we left. Uh, we're going to make them better than how we found them. That's what Jesus did for us. Therefore, that's what we need to be for one another. Let's, let, let's read this and let's go on. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and as much the more as you see the day approaching. What day? As the day, the day approaching of his coming. No one knows. So attendance is one of them. Prayer is another. For the Bible says in Ephesians, if you go with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. When do we pray? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. The success of the church is based on the prayer power of the members. I'm going to say that again. The success of the church is based on the prayer power of of the members. In other words, prayer brings power. Prayer uh, unifies. Prayer to God connects us. Prayer seeking the Lord uh, and seeking his will. Not my will, God, but your will be done. That's what our Lord and Savior taught us when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, if, there's, if it is possible, God, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Prayer 
brings power, it ushers anointing, it ushers leadership, it ushers wisdom. Jesus becomes our guide, our wisdom, our understanding, revelation, and prayer is important. So how do we how do we how are we planted in the house of the Lord? Attendance is one. Number two, prayer. Number three is found in Malachi chapter three. Malachi chapter three. The Bible teaches us that in Malachi, God begins and he brings up this uh, question. Malachi chapter three. If we can, if you can read with me, uh, verse. 8 through verse 10. Will a man rob God? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? This is what he said, in tithes and offerings. Your giving. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Tithe is 10% of what God blesses you with. Somebody might say, well, this is my strength. This is my job. I'm the one sweating. I'm the one going. He's the one who gave you the life. He's the one who woke you up. He's the one that allowed these jobs to come into your life. Therefore, we are to honor him. Tie this 10%. 10% of what you make. So 10 cents of every dollar is your tithe. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now that herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. See, God is saying this. Not man, God. God is saying, test me, prove me in this. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there will not be uh, a, there will not be room enough to receive it. God says, prove me. Bring ten percent tithe. Can you imagine? Can you can you fathom that you would stop God to flow with blessing for ten cents? The Lord gave me a revelation one day. I was preaching at a church a couple of years back and I was talking about tithing and offering and how we are to give God uh, through tithe and offering and we are to bless uh, Proverbs chapter 3. Uh, if you go with me to Proverbs chapter 3, he says uh, <clears throat> in verse 9 and 10, Honor the Lord with thy substance. That's with, with your money. You got to live. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits there's the tithe of all thine increase. First fruits, the tithe, the first fruit of what what you've been blessed with. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy press shall burst out with new wine. That's what Malachi is saying. That's what God is talking to the to the people in in in, in Malachi chapter three. Giving of your finances, and I and I was talking to them, and, and something dropped in my spirit, and I said this: Don't choke on ten cents. Don't choke on 10 cents and allow the 10 cents to stop God from processing or from releasing the blessing upon your life. Do you understand that it's 10 cents, 10%, 10 cents of the dollar is what is what is stopping the blessing in some of us because we fail to honor God with our tithe? 10 cents. Can you imagine that? We can't even buy gum with 10 cents. And yet God says, from every from everything I've blessed you, honor me with 10%. Don't choke on 10 cents. Don't choke on 10 cents. God said, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. How? In tithes and offerings. How? What's, so we are planted not only in attendance, 
not only in prayer, but in giving. And then the last part, you are planted by serving. Find your place of service in the local church. There's a need in your church. I don't know what it is. As a matter of fact, somebody says, well, what am I called for? Find what you're passionate about. Find out what you're passionate about. Could you be, are you passionate about education? Maybe God wants to use you in the education department. Are you passionate about the needs and the homeless? Maybe God wants to use you to minister to the homeless. Are you passionate about marriage life? Maybe God wants to use you to, uh, with couples, with married couples. Are you passionate about the youth, the children? Uh, there's a lot of needs. And God says you can be planted and you are planted by attending prayer, giving, and serving. Let me pray for you today. The church and your place in it. There's so much more to say and there's so much more to teach on but I just wanted to just share this thing with you. I want to encourage you. Don't, don't let the situation and the issues and the pandemic and the problems and people stop you from your place in your church. You're part of a church. You're part of something so much bigger. It transcends time. You're part of something that is heavenly. It's holy. I read it to you today. Do not forsake the assembly of the gathering like some have. But let's continue. Let's be a blessing. I believe we have, the, we have the spirit and the blessing of Abraham. He said, I'm going to bless you, Abraham, but then I'm going to make you a blessing. Find a need. Meet it. You can do something. I, I have a, a podcast. I have a Facebook. We have a Periscope, YouTube. We're doing all that we can to reach out and just sow a seed of the word of God to empower you to encourage you and to let you know God is with you and you can. You can make it. If God's going to bless anybody, why can't he bless you? If God's going to bless and use anybody, why, why can't he use you? If God's going to speak to anybody, why not? What is stopping you from receiving a word from the Lord? Let's apply ourselves to the word of God. Let's find our place in the church and let's be a blessing in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we bless Father God, the word, Father God, today, it's blessed already, but we bless the opportunity to sow the word to the listener. I pray for every man, every woman, every young man, every young woman, every child, pastor, couple, single lady, single man, whatever your situation, Father God, I pray that you lead us, that you guide us, that you plan us, Father, that we may identify with your purpose in our lives, for we are the church, the called the Ecclesia. We've been caught out of sin, but you brought us into light and given us life. You took us out of the curse and you put us in a blessing. You took us out of the wilderness and you put us in a promised land. You took us out of darkness and you brought us into the light. Father, this transition still today is working. It's still moving. That You may use your people, God, in any which way that you can, in any which way that we allow ourselves to be used. Father God, make us a people you can trust with influence, with finances, with position, with authority, that in that position and in that place, we would, you would use us to bless, to encourage, to heal, to deliver, to, to raise up, and to be a blessing in the name of Jesus, we pray. I thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are working things out in our lives through through your word god you're, you're you're transforming our lives to become more and more like you 
And I thank you for this opportunity. I bless your name today. I bless the hearer. And I thank you because the best is upon us. The best and the greater days, the best days are ahead. They're not behind us. They're now and they're ahead. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for connecting with us. Women of God, you're strong. You're powerful. Uh, I declare you women of power, of authority, of influence. Uh, you're beautiful in the sight of God. There is anointing over you. And I thank you so much uh, for connecting with our ministry. Men of God, you're, 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 you're a powerful man of God. I, I declare and I speak that word over you. Young man, young woman, there is no age. You're not too young. You're not too old. God wants to use you and there's a place for you in the kingdom of God. So we're just here to pray, to pray for you, to encourage you, to love on you, and to let you know that there's a God in heaven and he's still working it out in the name of Jesus. Connect with us through our different media. If you can, if you want, find us on Facebook, David Rangel Ministries, or even Faith World Church. Find us there. Send us a message. Let us know you're listening. Send us a, a prayer request. We want to pray with you. We want to just bless you. And thank you once again for listening. Till next time. God bless. Bye-bye.